Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession to teach you how to be the most productive version of you. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to my monthly live training. My next live training will be happening on Friday, September 18th at noon Eastern. I'm going to be talking about planning your day, the why and the how. You can register by clicking the link in the show notes or the banner of my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. On the show today, life and business coach and leadership trainer, Tim Gaynor. We're going to talk about living your life to its full potential. Are you living your life to its full potential? Well, if you're not sure, we have a lot of ideas for you. So enjoy my conversation with Tim Gaynor. Tim, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Thanks. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited you're here because we're going to talk about living life to your full potential, which is something that is desperately needed in our world today because people are living through other people's Instagrams and Facebooks and Snapchats and, and all that stuff. So we're going to talk about that a lot today. But before we do, why don't you tell us who you are and what you do? Yeah, thanks. Uh, my name is Tim Gaynor. I have my own coaching and development business. Uh, it's called Coach, Develop, and Inspire because I'm not very creative. So I went with just <laughs> what I do and put it in the title. Uh, I've been doing that business for about four and a half years. Uh, besides that, uh, 20 plus years in the uh, corporate world in some sort of management or leadership role, which as everybody knows, if any good leader should be coaching and developing their staff anyhow. So I've been doing this for multiple decades now. Excellent. So why did you feel a need to talk to people about living life to their full potential? What what did you see going on or better said not going on that said, hey, listen, you know, I, I've got to speak on this message. Yeah, that's, that's a, I love that question. And part of it is two, two things. First, my own life kind of reflects why I did that. Um, if you look at my life on paper, you would go, well, this this guy probably doesn't have a lot going for him. He doesn't, he's not doing a lot of things. He's maybe not very successful. And I'll say that successful in quotes in the world's view of what successful is. And then the other part of that is, is working with people, individuals, youth, adults, and everything that I've had the opportunity to do, seeing people, as you said, not living to their full potential, not being happy with their life, looking at other people's lives and comparing their life to someone else's life, whether that is social media or the just the people around them in their world. And it really just, I've been given this, whatever you want to call it, this, this desire to help people because it breaks my heart to look at someone else, seeing them not living the life that they were made to live, not only just want to live, but they were made to live. And that really breaks my heart. And I think I've been given that push, that desire uh, to help people to push through those limits and that lids that they maybe have put on themselves so they can live that life that they want and were made to live. You know, I have run across my share of people, and I'm sure you have, who may be very good at what they're doing. I mean, whether it's accounting or organic farming or whatever the case may be, but they're not happy. I mean, they're good right. at it, but they're not happy. And I'm like, why aren't you doing what makes you happy? And like, well, the whole, the family's always been in this profession. They want me to go in the profession. I'm really good at it. I'm like, I get that, 
but you don't want to right. do that. And I believe, Tim, that if you're not doing what you love to do, where you love to do it, you will never be your most productive self. And I try to encourage these people. Look, at, I'm not saying quit your job, but I'm saying pursue that thing that really lights you up. And they go, eh, you know, maybe, I don't know, think about it. And I know they're never going to do it because they got the money, they got the vacation, they got the seniority, whatever the case may be. They're not happy, but they're kind of satisfied. And I think they're settling. And I think that's a sad, sad space to be in. Yeah, you, you're, you're absolutely right there. There's a lot of things going on when someone says that, you know, one of those is, you know, w- what's preventing you from doing that thing. And maybe like you said, it's, well, I got a nice paycheck. Well, who says you can't get a paycheck with this other thing that you enjoy? Why get all this vacation time? Well, maybe if you did this, you might have more vacation time. Who's telling you or what, what's pushing your thinking to think you can't have the things that you like now and do the other thing that you know that you actually love to do. Who was telling you that and where are you getting that information? And a lot of what I've found uh, when I'm working with folks and just myself as well, is we put a lot of things in our head that are not true. We base a lot of our life on falsehoods, on things that we think, we compare. I heard this quote years ago and I love it. Most people compare their every day to someone else's highlight reel Mm. and think that's even. So you and I could probably put together a good, 20, 30 minutes of just excellent work of our life. But there'd probably be 12 hours of garbage. Yeah, like, and if someone looks at that and goes, well, geez, well, that doesn't. But I can give you the 20-minute highlight reel. And then you would think of me as something that I'm not. And then you compare yourself to that. And then you go, well, I can't do that because. Mm. You know, I, I, I'm not, I don't have the right education. I don't have the right income level. I'm not in the, you know, the right city. I didn't, I, my, my childhood was terrible or I had this sort of relationship. And then people hang on to those things. And I'm not down, I'm not knocking those things because those things have an effect on you. But you holding on to those is your fault and not letting go and moving forward to going down that path of, like you said, well, this really makes me happy. This geeks me up. This makes me giddy when I do this. Maybe this is what I was made to do. Yeah. Seth Golden says, you should create a life for yourself you don't need to escape from. And I love mm. that because so many people, you ask them what their goals are. Well, I'm going on vacation next summer. I'm like, that's your goal? <laughs> How about creating a life that you don't want to escape from? I mean, when I go on vacation with my wife, she knows I'm always working. I love what I do. I'm constantly working. Now, I may not be doing a podcast, but right. I may be creating ideas for training or courses or something like that because I love what I do every day. And I think that you need to wake up Every day, excited for what the day has in store. If you wake up and go, it's morning time already. Oh my gosh, I got to go into work. And you're making $500,000 a year, but you hate your job. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth going through that aggravation and that frustration every day because you're making the money? But doing something you hate, I would argue no. And I hope whoever's listening to this podcast, I hope they're like, you know what? That's me. I'm going to start making some changes today. Yeah, at some point, and we all know this, at some point, money runs its course. Yes. It runs a course. Half a million dollars, like that's that has a course and it's going to run it. And then you're still going to go, I'm just not happy. Mm-hmm. And somewhere down the line, you're going to turn around and look back on that journey you've taken and go, I've wasted all this time. I've wasted these years doing something that I thought was going to make me happy, fulfill that hole that's inside me, but it hasn't. And I'm okay with that view but I'm okay, but I need you to turn back around and look forward and go, okay, as of today, I'm in charge of what my next step is. I'm in charge of the next thing I'm going to do. And if that's find something else 
that I'm passionate about, that I love, then you're responsible for that. And if you choose not to do that, that's back on you again of not making those steps, not making those choices to live forward and go down that road that you know you want to go down and that you work, you're going to, every one of us knows it. Like if I asked you, you know, Mark, or I asked someone on the street, say, hey, all right, stop what you're doing right now. Visualize, visualize what you want your perfect life to be. What would that look like? And most people can go, well, I would like it to be this, 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 and I would like to have this and this in my life. I'd like to be able to do this. I'd like to work with these people. And like, that's fantastic. Then you immediately can say, well, what's stopping you? And they'll come up with 1,000 reasons mm-hmm. why they can't do it. I'll do, I do it. You do it. We have ideas. And then we go, ah, well, I can't do that because da, 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 da. And part of that is going, okay, now we have that th- those things out. How many of those are true? How many did you just make up? You know, I, I tell people part of my story is, you know, I, I didn't finish college. I went, to, I went to school for a year and a half and um, half of that, the first half, I don't quite remember. She enjoyed college like a lot of people did the first, the first year out of the gate. However, I spent a couple decades in the business world and I have people with master's, double master's degree reporting to me. So it wasn't my education. I could have hung on that and said, well, I don't have a college degree. I can't do this. I can't open my own business, my own coaching and development business. I can't. I ran a nonprofit for 10 years. Well, I could have a thousand reasons why I couldn't have done that or shouldn't have done that or been not been able to do that. But those are all things I made up in my head of why I couldn't do it. And really pushing forward to even in ignorance and sometimes just going, well, I don't have all the answers, but I know the first step and I'm going to take that first step and move forward with it and just keep moving. And things seem to work out because that is something I was passionate about. And like you said, even on your vacations, nothing's going to get in your way from you doing what you're passionate about and what you were made to do. One thing that really saddens me when I see people, because you mentioned about visions and goals, when you ask them what your vision is and they go, "Mm, I don't know, never thought about it. Like you've never thought about your future. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about one or two people. I'm talking a lot of people I run into because I'm fascinated. What do you want to accomplish in life? Yeah. Well, it'd be nice if someday I want to like, okay, well, Someday, maybe you, maybe you want to, no, you need to go write that goal down. What do you want to do? Yep. You want to summit Mount Everest? What is your Mount Everest? Do you want to be president of your country? Do you want to be the number one YouTuber? Do you want to write a book? You need to write those things down. I write my goals down, Tim, yep. every single morning. So I remind my subconscious mind, these are the things not I would like to, but I will accomplish. And I think so many people don't have a vision, don't have a goal, because we've heard the phrase living paycheck to paycheck. People are right. living day to day. They mm. just like, well, if I make it through the day, I get to watch TV tonight. Like, that's a vision. That's not a vision. <laughs> that's that's like, I look at that watching TV with my wife at night. That's a reward for putting that productive day. So I think people need to create visions and goals. And here's the thing. You get to create the goals you want. Nobody can tell you. I mean, your employer can tell you, here are your goals here at the company. But you get to have life goals. And those are your life goals. So what do you want to accomplish in the remaining years of your life? I read in the current issue of Success Magazine, Dr. Oz uh, thinks that our lifespan is going to live to 110, 111, 120 years old. So if you're 55 like me, that's a lot of years left. What am I going to do? What are my visions? And I also believe what Jim Collins wrote in his best-selling book, Built to Last in the 90s, you better have one big, hairy, audacious goal, a goal mm. that scares you to death, and there's no way you could do it, make it possible today. Everyone needs to have a big, hairy, audacious goal. Do you agree? 
Yeah, absolutely. The goal thing is huge. And that's part of going back to that visualization of what does that look like for you? And then absolutely, you got to take it out of your head and put it down on paper to make it a reality. In your head, it just swirls around. If you take it out of your head and you put it down on paper, you put it down somewhere where it is in front of you day in and it becomes real. It's a reality. And like you said, you write it down. I have a whiteboard over in my office here to my left and I have uh, daily and weekly and monthly goals that I have up there. I change every month and I update them. And then obviously on the bottom, I have the section. It's uh, a longer term goal, which ties into those shorter term goals. Mm-hmm. So a few things that you said there that um, a lot of people I find, and I kind of use the analogy of the, the water park. It's summer now, so that makes sense. And a lot of people go, and they're starting to open up, so that's good. A lot of the water parks, you go, and they have the lazy river, right? You know the lazy yep. river. You grab your you grab your little raft, and you just sit there. You don't have to do anything. The, the water pushes you around. It tells you where you're going to go. Yep. Like, even the lifeguard tells you when you got to get on and get off. You don't have to do anything at, on, the, on the lazy river. And that's fun at a water park. A lot of people live life going through the lazy river of life. They yep. just go, they just go where life takes them. They don't think about it. This is where life's rolling me. And oh, this is where I got to stop. This is what I got to do. Okay, that's fine. But at some point they're going to get off the raft and go, how did I get here? <laughs> what am I doing here? This is not what I wanted to do. This is not the path I wanted to take. And then writing those goals down and breaking those longer term goals into, like we said, 10, five, three, one year, breaking those down into daily tasks. Everything that we do today should be tied into a longer, bigger term task. So whatever you're doing today, like you're doing these podcasts, you do these, you put these trainings together, that ties into a larger goal for you. Mm-hmm. So your big goals, your long-term goals should tie into your daily goals and your daily goals should align with your longer term goals. And that sets your mindset in the direction that you need to go. What you tell your mind, what you think about, what you read, what you put in front of you directs where you're going. And that's just, these are people that are smarter than me that came up with that. That wasn't me that came up with it. Neurologists and neuroscientists that come up with these things saying, hey, this is how your brain works. Mm. If you keep telling yourself, you keep reading something about anything, that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to say. That's what you're going to live. Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out my website, MrProductivity.com for the date of my next live training to get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. I agree. And just about a week ago, I had a new goal uh, birthed in my life. My mom suffers from late onset Alzheimer's. She Mm. is a three-year-old and a 76-year-old body. And my dad's 78 and he's struggling with it. And he doesn't want to put her in the home because, you know, once mom goes in the home, he can't ever see her again because of COVID. And so all of a sudden the goal put on my heart that I want to be able to pay for my mom and dad to have mom a full-time live-in nurse, Mm. which is not cheap. It's very expensive. But now I'm working hard to make that happen because it would make a lot uh, take a lot of pressure off of dad and mom will get the care she needs. And so that goal, I wasn't even thinking about that goal. It just popped into my head. Now you and I are believers and I believe God put that in my heart to do sure. because yep. I think that my mom and dad brought me up in the world. They raised me. Now it's my turn to take care of them as well. And so I, I think so many people overthink their goals. They sit there and they do all these goals courses and look at just what's on your heart. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just look at your heart first. I think too many people are spending too many time, uh, so much time reading books on goals and, and following leaders and reading blog posts on goals. And they're not looking at their heart. 
What is on your heart that you want to accomplish? And that's what my goals are. You know, I, I, I pray about my goals and I do read how to set goals, but I listen to my heart because I believe whether you believe in God or not, everyone is put on this planet for a reason. And right. your goals are going to be tied to that reason. Now, you may not know that. You may not be clear. I was not clear. Tim tells like 50 years old. So <laughs> if you don't know and you're 35, don't sweat. It's okay. Right. But I want you to spend time listening to your heart because that is going to tell you what your goals should be. If you don't know what's in your heart, you do know what's in your heart. You're just not asking in your heart. You're not paying attention to it. Yeah, absolutely. That part, and again, it, what, as you said, whether you believe in God or not, you you do know you have that feeling inside you. To me right now, it doesn't matter where you think that comes from. That's irrelevant. But it is there in you to do those things, to push you. And it's there for a reason. And you're actually kind of offending yourself by ignoring that. Yes, You're not putting credit to whatever that is by ignoring whatever that passion is inside you. And you're absolutely right. When you think of something, we have we've been taught to, at some level, analyze things. You know, I talk about that nonprofit. I, and it was just like what you said, you had that idea across your mind. And we have thousands of ideas and most of them we go, ah, all right, let it go, let it go. <laughs> yep. And we don't grab onto them. So the one with, you know, helping your, helping your, uh, your, your mom with the live-in nurse, uh, you grab that idea and you're like, okay, now I'm going to run with it. So the nonprofit, it, I mean, it's a simple thing. I'm not, it's not genius. I was cleaning out a closet years ago, getting rid of our kids when they were younger, their winter clothes because they grew a year and we were going to donate them, give them away. And an idea crossed my mind of like, why don't you just, find a family who needs them instead of a nonprofit and give it to them. I'm like, well, I can do that. And then immediately following that, it said, Tim, parents throughout the entire city are doing the same thing you're doing. What would happen if you got everybody together, grabbed all those things and gave them to other families that needed those? Typically I would go, no, I can't do that. It's this, 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 it's mm. such a process. I have no idea how to do this. Who am I going to get to collect? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but I grabbed that idea. And I said, okay, I can do it. And again, almost kind of the naive stupid like i can do this and i just took the first step and my wife is kind of the opposite she does she she's asked a tw- 100 questions and i had 10 answers and i had 90 unanswered i'm like i don't know but i do know the first step i'm gonna do yes and then i move forward with that first step and the second step and third step and we grew that from collecting in my son's school because that's where kids grow we collected the school we partnered with schools to 10 years and we had 27 schools in a region collecting items and we were giving out almost 15 to 20,000 items every year because I wow. grabbed onto that idea because of that passion in my heart because of that fire that was burning of that idea like yeah and I'm not saying that to uh, make myself sound important because I'm not because again there's a lot of things that we had to go through a lot of things that had to fall into place. But the point of that story is people that are listening to this, hopefully that resonated with something that you've had that crossed your mind that you had some passion about or had some fire about, or you have it now. And all I'm saying is, Hey, grab that, grab that for a little bit. Yeah. See what you can do with that. And don't all these things that are telling you, you can't do it for whatever reason, the fear, your education, X, Y, Z, put those aside and just, as you said, you're the author of your next chapter of life there, write what you want. Write it out, start walking down that road. And I have seen almost everybody succeed when they put those things aside and start moving down that path that helps light that fire and passion within them. And I would also tell people, stay far away from naysayers, dream killers, people who say, oh, 
Tim, why are you doing this? Who cares? You don't let's just get a grab a beer and let's watch TV all night. You, you want to stay away from those people. The late Charlie Tremendous Jones said in five years, you'll be the same person you are today, except for the books you read and the people you meet. So who are you hanging around? Yeah. Who are you hanging around? Are they people cheering you on? Are they people edifying you? Are they are they people saying you can do it? You can do it. Or are they going, oh, man. Just, just settle. You look, you got a nice job. You got a nice paycheck. You got nice benefits. You know, if that's what you want, fine. But I don't think that's what your heart really wants. I think everyone in this planet, if they really stop and think Mm -hmm. about it, they want to do what Steve Jobs said. They want to put a dent in the universe. You can't put a dent in the universe if you're just settling. Yeah. And those people, I love this saying, your squad matters. The people in your circle matter to you in your success. You will be as successful in life as the people that you surround yourself with. If the three to five people that you hang around the most are people that are not pushing you or not encouraging you, as you said, not your cheerleaders and helping you be successful, then you won't be successful. Those people will, because our mind takes in everything that it hears, everything that it sees, everything that it reads, and then it it doesn't know if it's good or bad for you. It just takes it and then puts it out. So if you're hearing all these negative things, all these bad things, you're just going to start believing it, thinking it, and then acting in that way. Just like the first time you met your your best friend, you noticed that he had some sayings and they said things that you didn't. Well, then like a month or two down the road, you're saying the same thing unintentionally. Just because your mind picked up these unique sayings and then you start saying them. And it's like when we get older, you know, we start saying things like our parents and we're like, oh my gosh, I sound just like my dad. But that's because because <laughs> your brain heard it for the first 15 to 20 years of your life, day in and day out. And you're like, I'm never going to do that. And then all of a sudden your brain's spitting out the same saying that your parents did because it took that in for so many years. And that's the same thing with surrounding yourself with the people that are going to encourage you to push you to be successful. And hopefully you're that type of person with your squad and your circle as well, giving that back to them as well, encouraging them to be that type of person instead of going, well, I had this idea, but I don't think I'm going to do it. And just stop and go, hey, hey, well, let's talk about that idea. Why do you have that idea? Why do you think that would be important? Why? Where did that idea come from? Talk about the things that you could do to make that work. And if they start bringing up things that, well... Yes, but no, 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 but just, just for, as we're playing this out, what are the things that you can do to make that work? And a lot of times in a lot of my coaching clients that I have is that's the exact same thing. They have these ideas and then they write a hundred different reasons why they can't do it. A lot of it's fear. A lot of it's just their desire. And sometimes their self-worth, they don't feel like they should be able to, or they should be that type of person to be that successful. And that kind of sounds weird of like, well, of course, everybody wants to be successful. But I'd say, do they? Do they really? Because if they really wanted to be successful, their actions would support that in some manner that would show that they did want to be successful. And sometimes people just have lip service. Well, I would do this, but I can't, or I have this fear. Every successful person that I know uh, and things that I've done that I felt I've been successful, it wasn't because I didn't have fear. It's because I moved forward in spite of the fear. Mm. Sometimes fear just holds you back and like, well, they must have been able to do it because they weren't scared and they had more answers than I did. Well, that is not the case. There's a lot of things that I've done and I had fear and I didn't have all the answers, but I became successful in spite of that because I just took a step forward. I used to tell my kids growing up, I coached their sports uh, for many, many years. And uh, my kids were good athletes. Uh, and we never had D1 knocking on our door ever on anything. Uh, however, they were good, good, solid high school athletes. 
And I said, here's the deal. You're going to be successful, more successful than a lot of people with more physical talent than you because you're going to work harder than them and you're going to show up and you're not going to give up. A lot of people just stop doing it. Stop. All right, I'm done. And you're going to be more successful because you're going to push through that and you're going to complete, you're going to finish, and you're just going to keep doing things. The things that I've done in my life, the nonprofit, the business, uh, I've started a small podcast on my own. Those things are not because I'm good at it. I like, I'm excellent. Like, Hey, you're the best at this. I'm not. It's just, I did it. Mm. I put it in front of me and I start doing it. And then I'm open to learning and getting better at those things. One of my favorite companies in the world is Walt Disney World's company. I love mm. the Magic Kingdom. I love Epcot. And their employees are called cast members. And mm. when you're out on Magic Kingdom, wherever you are, and you're in costume, you're on stage. We mm. have to realize we're always on stage. So if you tend to be angry and you're flipping off drivers or cutting you off and yelling at people – like you said earlier, people are watching that. And if you're a thought leader and we're all thought leader in somebody in some aspect of our lives, then don't be surprised if your kids or your coworkers or colleagues start acting that way because they're watching you. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind. People are always watching you. The other thing is I'm listening to a book by Mark Batterson. It's called Chase the Lion. And yeah. in there, he tells a story about Will Smith. And Will Smith says, look, you may be better looking than me. You may be have more money than me, but I will outwork you. He said, if we get in a treadmill together, okay, you're going to get off first because I'm, I will die on the treadmill. We need to have that kind of mentality that we are going to serve people the best we can for as long as we can. And we're not going to quit. We're not going to settle. I see a lot of people during COVID-19. They're like, well, I'm just going to take a break now until this thing blows over. And then I'm going to pick up where I left off. The problem is so many people like you and me, Tim, are going all guns out right now. We're going guns a blazing. And then when this COVID-19 ends, and it will end eventually, I don't know when, but it will eventually end. The people who are just watching Netflix and playing video games all day, COVID's going to go away and like, uh oh, they're going to be the emperor with no clothes. And like, oh, <laughs> crud. I, I should have, I should have, yeah, it's too late. And so the time is now. Okay. I don't care if you lost your job. I'm sorry if you lost your job. I don't care if you lost your job. I don't care what's going on. You need to do something today that's going to put you in a better spot. Don't wait until September, October, January 1st, next summer. You need to do something now. And I think so many people are just saying, ah, I got plenty of time. Do you? We, uh, this is going to shock a lot of people. We're not promised one more second on this earth. A satellite could fall to the sky and crash into my house and kill me. So there's no promises of a tomorrow or of a next summer. So live life, as Tony Robbins says, live life to its fullest. Live with passion today because you may not have it tomorrow. Yeah. A lot of things you said there. I absolutely love. First, that's a good book. Uh, I like a lot of his stuff, too. So the other part, when you're saying one of the things I told my kids when they were playing sports is I will carry you to the car after the game. If you need to, which means you gave everything you had in the game. Like if you played the game and you went out and then you're like, Hey, I'm going to take out and I'm going to go play outside for three or four hours or do whatever. I'm like, well, then did you give everything you had at that game? Cause you gave everything you had at the game. You're going to need some recoup time. Yes. And that's what I, that's what I tell my kids. I said, I can tell when you didn't give everything you had in the field. I'm like, I am here for you. I will pick you up. I'll carry you to the car. I'll throw the IV on you, whatever you need. <laughs> I said that tells me you gave everything you had. And I think you're, you're absolutely right. People in life 
limit what they can do. And, and again, some of the things I've done, people are like, well, how do you do it? I'm like, I, I just do it. It's not that complicated. You just do things. Um, and, you know, part of my story is I was born with a congenital heart condition. I've had two open heart surgeries, probably have another one in the next year, year and a half. And part of that condition is it limits my physical uh, activity. So growing up, I couldn't play football. I couldn't play basketball, anything with a lot of running. I played baseball up till high school because not a lot of running in baseball. And I'm a smaller guy. So it's not like I'm hitting doubles and triples. I'd hit a single then wait for someone to hit me around. And then I played the infield. So I'm not running the whole outfit. So I was able to play baseball up to high school until our high school coach thought we were cross country runners and had to run us up and down the football. <laughs> I mean, we'd run up and down the football st- stadium just for practices. I'm like, does he realize this is baseball? <laughs> I'm never going to run this much in an entire season. And I, so I couldn't do it. I'm like, okay, I can't do that. So I took bowling up uh, a real man sport bowling. Nobody knocked it. Um, so those things, but today we live out here in Colorado. We, we hike every weekend and I'm, we're hiking three to six miles, anywhere between 500 to almost 1500 feet elevation gain. And we do it every weekend. And I know people with perfect health that don't do anything like that. Mm. And that drives me bananas because as you said, you're wasting your life. And I'm not saying you have to hike, but do something. Yes. You know, do something. And that reality of you're not guaranteed tomorrow for me is alive every single day because of the physical uh, things I've had to go through. My last open heart surgery, uh, there were a couple of days I was in the hospital a month, which you're not supposed to be. It's only supposed to be like a week. There were several days they said, Hey, you need to call on your family. Mm. You, we don't know if you're going to, we have no idea what's going on. We don't know how to fix this issue. You need to call on your family. So being at death's door that was cracked open a little bit really has changed my perspective on how much can I get done today? How much can I get done today? Uh, and sometimes sometimes that hurts me because I have to take a break. And sometimes I need my wife to go, okay, you got to stop. You got to stop doing some things and take a break, which is fine. I have, that's why I have her in my life. A lot of reasons. That's one of them to, to kind of help me reset, re-energize and, and focus. But the other part of that, I always... Uh, there's a couple movies that really drive me in that in in that aspect of doing everything that we can do every single day and not putting it off to that uh, mirage of someday because someday is a mirage. Mm-hmm. It never comes. You right. get closer and then it keeps pushing back. The movie uh, It's a Wonderful Life, and I think ever most people yes. have seen that. It's it's, yes. it's a Wonderful Life. If just a quick synopsis, the, the main character in the movie didn't like how his life was going. He wished he'd never been born. He had a guardian angel. The guardian angel said, "Boom, okay, you've never been born." So he's able to see what his city was like, his life was like, or his world would have been like if he had never been born. And it, it, the movie obviously does what movies do. It took it from one end of a nice small town, America in the fifties to the Las Vegas of, you know, the small town, you know, there's call girls and there's bars and everything. So they took it to the drastic end. So the point was he made such a difference being alive in people's lives around him. And if he hadn't been around, those things wouldn't have happened. And I always go, Tim, what would your world look like if you had never been born? Mm. Would the people around you be any different because you were here? And I don't know the answer to that at all. And I, you know, I'll, I'll never know the answer to that, but that drives me to go. I don't want it. I want it to be different. I want their lives to be more positive and happier because they know me and I'm in the world. So that one thing drives me to be successful in doing these things. The other one is Schindler's List. Yes. Uh, which a lot of people are like, what? But the end of the, again, quick synopsis, Schindler's List, Schindler was, uh, he was, uh, 
it was World War II, and he hired a bunch of Jews intention originally to make money because that's kind of how he wanted to make money. So he hired these Jews to make these pots and war war things and bullets and stuff for for the for the Nazis. However, he he changed his philosophy on that, and he was hiring more and more Jews to save their lives. And at the end of the movie, the war is over. Uh, he had, I, I don't know the number, but I'm thinking it was a little over 1, 1,100 Jews he had actually saved uh, from the concentration camps. And at the end of the movie, the Jews, you know, everybody wrote a letter. They signed it saying he shouldn't be a prisoner of war because he was a German. And he, if he was caught, he would have been a prisoner of war. And they were saying, here's what he did for us during the war. And he still looked at it, like he looked at his car. He looked at his watch. And he's like, I could have done more. I could have sold that car and got three other people. I could have sold this watch, got two other people. He's like, I could have done more. And I think, and for me, I don't want that. When my road ends, I don't want to look back and go, man, Tim, you could have done more. You wasted this. You wasted that time. And I think a lot of people don't think that way. And if I think if they stopped and think, okay, when it's said and done and your journey's over and you look back, could you have done more? Would you have wanted to do more? The second one would be yes. Would you have wanted to do more? I'll, I'll answer that for everybody listening. Yes, of course you do. That time's too late. And as you said, the right time is today to move forward and start doing those things. So those two movies, those, those themes of like, okay, I can if I can do more, let me stay up and let me do more. I'm tired, okay. I can push another hour, get something else done. Or let me add this onto my plate or let me help this other individual. Let me put this training class together. Let me grab this other coaching client. Because I don't want to at some day go on, I could have done more, and I want my life to make a difference in the world that I have. Absolutely. And one of the things as a Christian that I always, my bar is, will God say, well done, my good and faithful servant? I yeah. want him to be able to say that and not to go, you wasted your life. What did you do right. this stuff for? And, of course, we don't find that out until we get our final report cards, which is after right. death. So here's hoping. So we talked a lot today, Tim. I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. You gave us a lot of gold to think about. This is an episode people are going to have to go back and listen to it again. But where can we find you online? Yeah. Uh, I pre- first, I appreciate the time again to be on your show. Uh, it's an honor, uh, definitely an honor to do that. You can find me online. Uh, uh, you can email me at tim at coachdevelopinspire.com or go to my website, coachdevelopinspire.com. Remember, I said I wasn't creative. Or you can grab <laughs> me on You can grab me on LinkedIn. Um, I, I'm out there quite often and you can uh, send me an email that way. Uh, I'd love to get a hold of you if uh, you're, you're looking at maybe getting in coaching or moving forward in your life. I'd love to try to help you with that. Uh, and I do have some uh, up, upcoming online fall classes on intentional living and uh, habit building uh, coming up as well. So if you want more information on that, let me know. Okay. Well, Tim, I want to thank you again for being on the show. And I hope you have a rocking rest of 2020 and an awesome 2021. Thank you so much. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks, Mark. And just before we go, don't forget to register for my next live training Friday, September 18th at noon Eastern. Going to be talking about planning your day, the why and the how. Register by clicking the link in my show notes or in the banner of my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.